I'm Chris Gardner, Houston Round Bar View, speaking with new head coach Alvin Brooks. Alvin Brooks the second officially of Lamar men's basketball. Coach, how are you doing this morning? I'm good, Chris. How are you, man? Good to uh, good to talk to you. Good to have have me on. Thank you very much for taking time to uh, to do this with me, have this conversation. Let's get right into it. I know Lamar is your alma mater, right? But uh, what was in your what was your reasoning for deciding to, to go back home and come head coach? Well, um, it's re really simple, Chris. Um, I'd had a desire uh, to become a head coach again uh, from the time I left. The last time I was a head coach was 23 years ago, 1998, as the University of Houston head coach. And then I was on this long journey uh, reinventing myself as I decided I thought I wanted to do uh, when I left Houston as a head coach in 98. Uh, my mother passed like three, four weeks later, and I took a year off and uh, did all in gas for like eight months. And then I started a little league baseball team in Fifth Ward, uh, kind of rediscovered my love for working with youth and um, just teaching. And then I just thought it was time to go back. I went to Texas Tech at that time. And uh, I just kind of, as I kind of viewed everything or reviewed everything that I'd done, um, I just wanted to reinvent myself, get better and then hopefully get the opportunity to do it again. And so here I am. So, you know, opportunity presented itself. And I actually, believe it or not, um, as I was speaking with <clears throat> a search firm, which they're heavily involved in hiring coaches nowadays, uh, my desire was to go somewhere where they had an opportunity, where I would have an opportunity, I should say, to, um, 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 to jumpstart a program that wasn't doing very well, um, um, to re-energize it, to rebuild a program, to get back to the tournament level that hadn't been there in a while or hadn't been there at all. And um, I had a few other places in mind. I did not have Lamar as one of those places, to be honest okay. with you. All right. And um, so it just so happened that as things were unfolding, the timing, Lamar came about. And then once it came about, they said, well, how about your old school? And I said, well, that's, that'd be good. So uh, that is kind of what I prayed for, you know, is an opportunity that not just to do it again, but to go somewhere where I could have a chance to uh, really re-energize a place and kind of build it. And, uh, you know, because I've been a part of rebuilding at several places, not Houston. And when I went to A&M, they'd never won in the Big 12. And uh, proud of us getting there. I went to UTEP. They'd won four games a year before four six games and then north texas they won four or three or four the year before so i've been a part of rebuilding so rebuilding didn't scare me so uh it's a lot of work but i uh, kind of thought it was something i wanted to do and so when the lamar situation came about i thought man his is perfect um uh, it's my old school uh you know I'm, I'm working i was working at the university of houston which is my hometown school um and i'd spent 23 years there two different stints total of 23 years at university of houston so and so you leave your hometown school, which was a dream, and to have it, uh, it help your hometown school get to the elite level, Final Four level, and then to go to your home school uh, where you originally played and started coaching. Like, man, that's that's kind of like a dream come true. So um, I thought it was a great opportunity, a lot of work, but you know, it's kind of again, what, it's what I prayed for, and it's what I what I wanted. This this is a a dumb question, but I've been kind of curious about it. Have you moved to Beaumont? Are you still in Ace Town? Uh, I I now own a home in Beaumont. Yes. Okay. Um, but I I kept my current home in Houston. Um, uh, so 
uh, to kind of answer your question, I do have a home there uh, as of um, about 10 days ago, but I've been making the daily commute from Beaumont to Houston on a regular basis. And you know, I have some friends that say, man, I don't know how you do that. I say, well, bro, it's, it's easy. I got a good friend of mine that lives in far North Houston, past the Greenspoint area. Mm-hmm. And he worked um, in past Katy Mills Mall in that area. So I said, bro, how long does it take you to get to work? About an hour, 15, hour 20 every day, one way. I said, okay. Well, it takes me an hour 10 from where I live in Houston. In an hour, I'm in Beaumont. 10 minutes later, I'm in the Montaigne Center office. I say, folks that drive from the Woodlands or Conroe to down to Houston to work, or I drive from the Dickinson area, Galveston County area, uh, you know, far south to Manville or different, same thing. It's no different. So it's like That's driving outside point. of Houston. So uh, years ago when I lived in Cinco Ranch, <clears throat> it took me 50 minutes. You know, that was with light traffic. It was heavy traffic hour a little longer so says no different and so my you know it's um i waited 23 years i'm not gonna let a little mileage stop me now okay it's great great attitude you've been head coach at lamar what three months now three four months uh since march 30th uh officially uh is when i was offered the job uh the press conference was april the 7th uh that wednesday after the final four we uh, played Baylor that April the 3rd, that Saturday, and then that Wednesday, April 7th, is I came here for the press conference, and, man, I've been at it ever since, uh, here back and forth every day, uh, on the road recruiting, working guys out, trying to uh, rebuild it, uh, raising money, a little bit of everything. We're going to talk more, Lamar, but I want to ask you one thing about U of H. Mm-hmm. Describe your emotions Final four, U of H loses in the semifinal, but then your son at Baylor win the national championship. So how did how did your emotions go from one end to the other? Man, um, it's really hard to explain, Chris, because um, <clears throat> you know you when when we're getting ready to compete, we're pre- preparing to play against Baylor. Uh, I've never really liked playing my son because you know it's all about winning. You know somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. So um, you know, that means one of us will win, which is good, but also one of us will lose. Um, and that, that is not something that, that I was either one of us looking forward to. So, uh, at the conclusion of the game, when we lost, it was very disappointing because we had a terrific season, uh, at University of Houston. Uh, that was the end of a great run. Uh, we were 80 minutes away as we entered the Baylor game from playing for the national championship, 40 minutes away from playing for a national championship. So the season was over with. So it was very disappointing, very emotional in the locker room with those guys for the very last time. And so that was my focus was on our team at that time. You know, um, when the sun came up, uh, as we were all in the bubble, and I'm at the same hotel with all the other teams, and, of course, Baylor was there as well. So I went by the uh, ballroom and I saw Al, uh, my son, talked to him, gave him a big hug, wished him the best. They were preparing for Gonzaga. And so, you know, as I'm leaving and I'm thinking to myself as I'm look, looking at him, it's like, wow, my son's getting ready to play for the national championship Monday night. I said, that's kind of gave me goosebumps, you know. And then now I had that proud feeling of a father, you know, went from being a disappointed coach 
that we lost for our team. And then um, that feeling as a follower is more powerful than anything. Um, and family is more powerful than anything that you can imagine. So, um, so yeah, I went from being very excited for him, proud of him for playing that championship game. And then as I get home, because uh, I didn't stay, I'd been in that bubble for 28 days or so. I was ready to get back. <laughs> you know, somebody said, oh, you're going to stay and watch your son play cha- for the championship? No, I'm not. I'm going home. And uh, I'm going to watch it from TV, uh, enjoy it there. And then uh, going back and sitting home and watching it, turning it on, and then watching him on the sidelines playing for the NASH championship. And then actually, uh, when it's over with, uh, he FaceTimed me from the court. Uh, and, man, that was awesome, watching him and seeing the confetti fall down and uh just the excitement he had of winning the national championship really really proud of him because uh, he's done it the right way he's worked his way up uh, started in the junior college level works well and actually that was his third national championship so uh first at division one level one two in junior college so it was good let's talk about your, your staff at lamar who's on your staff and what do you like about the staff and why did you put how these guys to join you, Lamar? Well, um, you know, I think when you win, and I think in any organization, uh, whether it be sports, as we're talking about a basketball, or you're talking about when I, uh, a professional organization or, or any s- successful CEO, what he's, if what he's done well is put together a really good staff. And so when I left the University of Houston as a head coach 23 years ago, one of the things I I studied and I did a um, in-depth, you know, Q and A with different people and reading about was what made different CEOs of sports organizations, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, um, uh, oil and gas companies, or, uh, print company, whatever. What made them successful? Well, it was a vision, their plan, but it started with staff. And so I thought that was one of the things that. I could do a better job of as I get the second opportunity to be a head coach was put together a great staff. So uh, I'd already put down, I wrote kind of in my notes about each position that I was going to hire, what that position needed to be able to bring to the table. So that way I kind of took some of the, you know, whether I like a guy or not, whether the emotions are, uh, are tied to it, whether it's a relative, doesn't matter. That who I hired at that position had to fit the bill for those things I needed for that position. So, and, and, um, you know, I had, you know, one position, uh, and then you had the other second position full time, and then the third position, and full time guys are the guys that actually recruit on the floor coaching, doing those different things. So I tried to, um, have one guy that was, um, was an older elder statesman of the other staff, um, that had, um, been a head coach, uh, at some level. Uh, had great experience at the Division One level. Uh, really was successful at being my word that I was using for each one of those guys was being a servant leader, and that was important to me because as as you know, it's all different types of leadership. You know, some guys are taskmasters, some guys lead by intimidation, some by lead by you know having everybody do everything for them. But, but you know, servant leaders are different. I think you know they 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 serve their their, their communities or serve their people uh and and they're invested you know uh and they've done so so i was looking for that so i needed some everybody i just want those guys to be servant leaders i need somebody to be more older more experienced uh, 
and really good in this part of the country, in, the, in, in this part of the, uh, the United States, in this, then uh, within 100 miles of Beaumont, there is a lot of really good student athletes. And, and then if you expand it out to our state, Texas, and then we're close to the Louisiana state line, Louisiana, then there's a lot, there's enough here. And you can sprinkle in with a few guys from abroad. Uh, so I needed somebody that had demonstrated ability uh, to recruit and develop young men in those areas and had great relationships. Uh, I needed one guy to be better on the defensive end of the court. I need one guy to be better on the offensive end of the court. I needed all of them to be really good at developing uh, uh, young men on and off the court. Uh, I needed somebody to be really good at the uh, analytics part of the game, you know, and I'm an old school okay. guy. I'm yeah. an old school guy, but 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 I do have uh, think that analytics are beneficial. Uh, I don't base everything off of analytics. I'm a field guy, still guy, still guy about impact. You know, um, it ain't just about numbers, but I do think it does some benefit in that. Uh, and then I think nowadays young people, because I I'm father, they're very visual learners. So I needed I needed several guys to be really good at the social media aspect. And uh, branding, uh, and that's important with the NIL, NIL coming up, and now it's here. Uh, so each one of those guys that need to be not not all good at all those things, but each one of them bring some level of expertise to that to uh, for us for there. And then then I, you put together really the staff, which is what we have. And so staff to me is like like Chris, if you're putting together a um, a basketball team or a football team, I mean, if you're putting together a basketball team, you're not gonna all. all Right. Or all, all shooters, or all bigs, and all bigs that can only play around the basket. You know, you're going to have a mixture of things. And so I think the best staffs I've been around, and I've been blessed to be, just came off the final four uh, team. Uh, obviously, we went to the Sweet 16 a few years ago at Houston as well. But uh, but that was that was my uh, Houston, that was my fourth Sweet 16. So I've been to the Sweet 16. At Texas A&M and went to the Sweet 16 at Lamar. So different, been to the tournament, different places. So that wasn't my first time experiencing success. So the thing that those staffs had in common that what we rebuilt and won at those different places were we had a, um, a level of expertise each guy brought to the table. Um, and, and it's crazy how players can recognize if staffs are working together or competed against one another. And then it is uh, it is impossible to have a close-knit team and organization if your staff is not together and organized. Um, so it was important that I I kind of had an idea what, what I wanted to do. I kind of written it down. You know, unlike like the first time I got an opportunity at Houston, I was 33. Um, and then, you know, I just really, man, who am I going to hire? You know, at that time. Well, this time around, uh, I have already had a list. And, um, you know, I remember some guys calling me and said, Hey, um, man, coach, I want to send you my resume. I want to do this. I want to talk to you. I said, Well, it's a good talk. Uh, I don't really need your resume, um, unless I'm hiring you. That's, that, that you don't pay, put on paper is for HR when it's time to hire you. Your resume has basically been your body work that you've done over the course of time. And I've kind of watched you. From afar, and what I haven't seen, I can make a few phone calls and figure it out. And nowadays, with social media, just like when you recruit, and 
and I look at social media of the life of young men and all the people connected to them to see kind of what they're like, what they're about. Well, you can do the same coaches. Uh, you can find out a little bit about us. Now, you know, some of us are old school and don't take social media a lot, but, you know, you can, uh, for the most part, everybody does a little bit of social media. So the staff I put together, I think, is really good. One more. But one who came from Preview, they won a swag last week in second years. Uh, ran around for a long time. One was at Tulsa when they won conference USA when I was at Houston when conference USA was there. He was with Danny Manning on Danny Manning's staff. So he's, he's, uh, he's won a lot. Um, coached three times. Uh, coached against my son when I was at Fort Smith. He was at the Redlands in Oklahoma. He's also been at UFKC. He, uh, coached with Rex Walters at, uh, Florida Atlantic. So he's, um, He's been in Texas recruiting for a while, but he's also kind of been in the states in that border, Texas, still recruiting that area. So, veteran guy, uh, really guy. Then you got Ch- Ch- uh, Charles Harrell. Uh, Charles um, was a head coach at Arizona Western. Uh, left Arizona Western after 10 years as a head coach to join us, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Charles had a 71% winning percentage at Arizona Western. Charles is from San Antonio originally. Uh, Charles was with us at Texas Tech, and I was at Tech as a assistant. He was a manager. Uh, then he stayed. He only worked for Coach Knight, Bob Knight. Uh, then Charles stayed, uh, 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 and then Charles was at UTEP with us, actually, when I, we went to turn UTEP around as a GA. Uh, so Charles spent a little bit everywhere. He actually was an assistant at Weaver State when Damian looked. Okay. So he's, he's been around a little bit, uh, had a lot of success. And then, and uh, Raquel McLean, who was the first guy I brought, you know, he was the first guy I recruited back to Houston. Raquel went to graduate second Baptist high school. Uh, and he's originally from the Bahamas. And he played AAU ball there in Houston. Uh, knows a lot of people there. He's the younger version of all of us, which I think you got to have an infusion of youth. And so it's important that I have someone, I needed a younger guy, that kind of gets taught the young guy's language better than the rest of us can, and that's Raquel. Mm-hmm. Trust him immensely. And so he was on our staff at Houston after he played there. Injured one year, so he's had five years as a player, including the rest of the And then he worked with um, uh, his last year, I think, playing with Coach Sampson, and he started working there. So for the whole time Coach Sampson was coaching, he, you know, that after he finished playing, he started working with us right away and developed to a nice, uh, fine young coach. And so that's the three full-time guys. More Charles Harrell and McLean, uh, and then Max McDonald uh, uh, is a video coordinator. He was there with us in Houston. Got his engineering degree from Texas, but been with us in Houston for four years. And I created a video position coordinator position here. The first time I had one, actually. Okay. And so um, it was that easy to get done, but it was a lot of work to get done. But got uh, Matt, and that's important that we have that, and that's part of our development. Guys, and then of course Aaron Proctor's our other guy. He's our great basketball operations. Aaron is originally went to high school in Houston. Uh, uh, went to, I think a year of high school in California. Uh, but coached high school ball in Houston. Was the head coach at uh, North Forest. Head coach at Alvin High School. Uh, assistant coach at Bel Air. Coach AAU ball in Houston. Uh, but also works in collegiate level. He came to us from Southeast Missouri State as operations guy. The uh, West Plains Junior College. He worked there as assistant. Arkansas Fort Smith as assistant, and he was with my son Al at Kansas State as a GA when they uh, back when they won the Big Twelve. So uh, 
all of these guys, uh, as you heard me talk, about, have Texas ties. Every last one, and that was important. Uh, uh, I think for us to turn around here and coming back to my home school, I knew they struggled. It's been a little bit more of a struggle than I thought. You know, for okay. example, um, you know, it's not been the tournament has not been a part of uh, success here in, in a while. It's just basically so that's something we want to do. I'm turn around so. Uh, that part of that is the lifeblood of your program is your players, through right. athletes. And so, um, uh, here in the Golden Triangle, they got a lot of good student athletes. And of course, um, I'm from Houston. My home is 80 miles exactly from the Mars campus. And so, you know, it's, uh, you know, we've got to prove this, this Golden Triangle area, Red Houston area, and branch out to the Metroplex in the state of Texas. And, uh, and these guys can help us do that. What's been the response so far from colleagues about you and Lamar and how has recruiting gone so far? You know, in terms of this, the reaction, you and Lamar. Man, it's, it's, uh, Chris has been surprisingly very, very positive, very good. You know, I, I thought it would be positive, but it's been, been a bit of a buzz. It's been, it's been really good. Um, you know, we're in that honeymoon stage, but you know, I, I've done it long enough to know that once the press conference over, the honeymoon's over for us. I mean, right. it's time to get to work at that point. Um, so, uh, when I inherited the job, um, uh, Kaysen Harrison announced the next day he was transferred. Uh, then I think a couple of days later, Davion Bush announced he was transferred. Uh, prior to them, we already had several other guys that transferred. So, so uh, I think our first Mikhail McLean's first guy hired. So Mikhail and I had our first individual workout with this group in the spring. Got the job April 7th. So I think like maybe six days later, week that later, we had our first individual workout this spring. I think we had four guys there. Wow. <laughs> but uh, that was kind of, I, you know, I kind of was into that before. So, you know, you know, guys have to kind of know a little bit more about you. And uh, boy, they can trust you. And so uh, we were fortunate enough uh, over time to get Casey Harrison to come back. And, okay. and he was our star. He's our starting point guard last year, and he's going to be really good. He's from Beaumont. He's from United High School. Uh, great core piece. Uh, great young man. Great leader. Uh, uh, and as I told him, you know, I'm in the Hall of Fame here as a player. Right. And so, you know, I can see. By urging some to be the best point guard to come out of the I said, you know, that's old. It's time to pass it on. You need to be now. You're the future. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to be the best point guard that the school's ever seen. And I want to coach you to be that. So, um, got him back. Damian Bus decided to come back. Got him back. He was our leading score last year. I was 15 a game. Uh, so, we got those two back. And so, the, so I think the Yes, the question was how's the response? Well, the response was positive that they, you know, in case of changed their minds, they saw a little bit of a change, a little bit of buzz, some positive things going on. So they said, okay, I'm going to try this. And as we had some good conversations, and they thought they had a good future here. And then uh, Jordan Adams, uh, who two years ago was the OBC, Ohio Valley Conference, freshman of the year, and I'm all league, as a freshman, 
uh, from Salisbury, and then we were able to sign him as our first signing. So major buzz on that. A lot of excitement about that. Really good player, good young man. And then not long after that, we were able to get uh, Valentine Cap, who's six eight, big kid, that's from Orangeville, that's about thirty minutes away, and he was mm-hmm. He was at South Plains Junior College, but because the NCAA gives him a year back, he will be a freshman again this fall. Um, okay. So, good, good. So then that was between Valentine Cat and uh, Jordan Adams. That's two local kids we brought in from the Golden Triangle, like Rafferty, which we thought was generating some excitement here. And then we got Casey Harrison come back, taking a bus to leave store to come back. And then we were able to get. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, Xavier Ball. And Xavier went to Aldi, Eisenhower for a little while. And then went to DeSoto in, in Dallas a little bit, moved around. Uh, went to Junior College, and now he's coming out of Logan Junior College in Illinois. Uh, Xavier 6, 7, 2, 30. Good player. The MVP of that region and Junior College region uh, when they went to the National Tournament. Uh, shots 41% from three. Really good young man. So we'll, we got him in. And so, and then we got Damon Reyes, who's um, originally from Columbia. Uh, he's about six eight or nine, about two thirty five. Really athletic. He'll be a freshman. He's at a prep school in North Carolina. So, you know, there was some people here. Saw some of the guys we were getting to come in uh, that are good pieces. And so that really has kind of validated kind of what we were talking about, what we were trying to build. And uh, you know, you, you don't get it overnight. But uh, but uh, we we I think we're on what we're on the road right now we're on the right track. So the excitement's been good, the buzz has been good. Uh, so now we have to match the excitement and the buzz. You know, product we put on the court uh, in the start of the year. Have you finalized uh, the Cardinals' non-conference schedule? I I have uh, just finalized it last week. I am waiting on the final contracts to come in into a okay. release. It. Uh, but yeah, we have, um, and it's going to be a really good schedule. Uh, uh, be very candid and, and uh, transparent. I mean, I'm playing more local games now, than I want to play. Uh, but you know, I'm, okay. at, I'm at a different place now. Next year, we'll play a lot more home games. But uh, we are once we announce this, it's a really good schedule. It's a competitive schedule, uh, and I like it. Uh, it's going to give us an opportunity to get better, uh, get us some exposure. We did on July 1st enter to, uh, into the WAC conference for the first time. Right. And so we're officially WAC members now. So our WAC conference together this year. Uh, we have a Texas division, uh, which I, I ourselves and more, and old South and Conference members, uh, San Francisco State, CMF Austin, Abilene Christian, New Texas, will be joining WAC. And then the other Texas members will be Tarleton State and UT Real Grant. So those the Texas mm-hmm. they make up the Texas division. We play other twice a game on and Then the West is really, really good. You got Grand Canyon, which won the uh whack last year playing in right. Uh and Mexico State was always through this really good um uh, in the whack. Um Cal Baptist, which is the rip side right outside they over here in uh Los Angeles area, gonna be really good. Um Utah Valley, uh is pretty good. But Seattle U, uh Dixie State, uh, and then this year Chicago State's in the league, but then they leave out this year, and then Southern Utah will come. So um, the league is going to be uh, really good. Uh, it's going to be a really good 
really good reason. Um, the television exposure would be better than whack. And uh, recruiting, okay. I think, has been positive and good because a lot of the Texas kids have been excited about the opportunity to whack in the movie, as I'm talking. Okay. That's been good. How many conference games? 18. 18, okay. Yep, nine at home, nine on the road. So you're going to have some some legit road trips. <laughs> legit road trips, Chris. I mean, like, uh, this year on the road, see, uh, of course, you know, the, the Texas Division schools will go on the conference. We, like, right. we open up conference play December 30th, I didn't even, but I can tell you that. December 30th at Sam Houston. Uh, okay. And then, so we, you know, those schools, Sam Houston, Stephen Austin, Talk State, it's in, in the state of Texas, so we'll travel there. But then the West, uh, we're going to play half of the West on the road, and then okay. half of the West will come to our place. So um, this year, um, have in front of me, I, I know we'll, we'll probably we'll go out to California and play Cal Baptist, and uh, we'll play a, uh, at Seattle. I mean, so those will be road trips, legit road trips, you know. Um, and then um, when Southern Utah comes to the league, we'll obviously go out there. But I think the uh, uh, Dixon State is new to the league, and I think we'll travel out there. So we'll go west, and we go, go west, we're going, you know, we travel, travel far west, because Seattle's actually in the far northwest. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's going to be a bit of a road trip. So it'll be challenging, but it'll be, it'll be good for us. The WAC Conference Tournament. But is in Las Vegas, you know. That's great. Yeah, you know, which would be good. So I think it mm-hmm. gives us a chance to get a lot of television exposure, um, that kind of thing. So be good. Will those will the road trips be multiple? Like when you go to Cal, Baptist, and Seattle on the same yeah, trip? Yeah, yeah, we'll have we'll have our travel partners. Um, uh, I can't think right off the top of my head who's the travel. Partner with whom right now in the West. Okay. But uh, um, I think um, uh, like Seattle, you, I think their travel partner may be like Utah Valley or something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll go from there to Seattle. Um, uh, I forget. I don't. I can't remember what we call who Cal Baptist travel partner is. I don't know if it's Dixie State or or something like that. I think Grand Canyon and Mexico State are both travel partners. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll take a trip with those two schools who are travel partners and then we'll, we'll come home, play home games and then we'll go back out west again. So it's going to, it's going to be a little different, uh, for us here because we'll be flying out of Houston a lot, you know. Um, right. that's kind of what I did before when I was here and I think they, they still do that. Now you have an airport that's between Beaumont and Port Arthur, Jefferson County, small airport, but it's an hour, 15 minutes to, uh, hour 20, maybe, hour, yeah, maybe hour 20 minutes or the hobby, uh, hour 20, hour 25 to Intercontinental and the uh, straight shot flight. So that'd be, be that's, that's, that's what we'll do. It'll be a lot easier to okay. play for us. Yeah, listen to the schools in the WAC, the new WAC. That's impressive basketball. So it's, it's, that's it's a good team. Really, it's going to be really good basketball. So, uh, my challenge is going to be, you know, we haven't done as well. In the South, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in past years, and now we're stepping up to a different, a better league, and then we, we, 
we need to do well, and we will. How has Lamar changed from 1980s when you were there playing basketball to now? There's been some changes, and obviously the leadership is different. You know, um, and the campus, uh, there's some parts of it, library still the same. The student center is the same building, but they renovated it in 2018, and it's, it's really nice now. I uh, got some, a few, uh, Chick-fil-A and Smoothie King, Panafrick, some different restaurants in there. Uh, so that's different. Uh, some of the campus is still kind of the same, which is kind of cool. Uh, but then like the, uh, the living quarters for Cardinal Village where they live is totally different. You know, like, like I lived in Mars Hall when I was here. Mars Hall is still, still now here, but it's not the same Mars Hall as when I, when I, when I lived. And thank goodness. Right. Right. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's improved. Uh, so that's changed. Uh, the facilities are better. Uh, the Montane Center, I didn't play the Montane Center. We played in McDonald's Gym. We had enough success over the years that the Montane Center, Mr. Montane, actually had the Montane Center built um, okay. based on the success that, that we had going to the terminal regular basis and sell out games at home. So the facilities are good, um, and it's changed in that, that regard. Uh, that we've got some, you know, Montana Center still is functional. It's really clean, great place to play home games. Um, you, you got a really nice functional campus. Uh, campus is run. It's about 15,000 students now, about maybe 8,500 on campus, 9,000 on campus, which has totally changed. I think back when I was here, it was probably something like 5,000 on campus, 4,000 on campus. Um, kind of much. You know, similar to like when I was at the University of Houston, when I, when I first did, it was probably 3,200 on campus back then. Uh, mm-hmm. And so now it's probably now 10,000 on campus because the housing is proved. And that's changed things. So it's the same thing here. Uh, that's changed. So there's been some good changes here. Um, we just got a new president, Dr. Dr. Jaime Taylor, that came from Washington University. Uh, really good guy. I hadn't had a chance to meet him in person yet, just uh, from abroad. But, um, uh, so there's some, Marco Bourne is a athletic director since his third year, and uh, he's got great vision, uh, for what we need to be, what we, how, how we don't get there. So I, I, I like what we are, uh, and I like the things that we're doing. Wrap it up with, the, with Coach Alvin Brooks, the second head coach at Lamar. What are you looking for in prospective players to join your program? Man, we are looking for guys. Guys um, that um, are great young men, um, that when I say great young men, guys that value education, uh, uh, that value getting a degree, that want to do it through uh, playing college basketball and want to be a part of a program uh, that that will serve them uh, in a way where we're going to invest in them as young men and help them graduate. Uh, I need I need guys that kind of uh, understand that uh, you know bigger is not always better, you know, uh, and because we're you know, we're the smaller school, but we're also capable of competing with with, with anyone. Uh, and you know nowadays you got with all these guys getting transfer portal. It's seventeen hundred guys in transfer portal this past year. Uh, you know, guys can understand that they're looking for somebody that's going to invest in them and they want to have some fun and join the game. 
in basketball, play it, uh, uh, be a part of a family atmosphere. And uh, those kind of guys are beautiful. I mean, we look for guys that, that want to impact winning and win championships and do it through basketball and help people and invest in their community and those kind of things. And so, uh, you know, I, I kind of know, I can, just like when I was in Houston, I could kind of look at 30 guys, spend some time with them and say, that's a Houston guy. You know, uh, I've been here before and I've never was disconnected. So I, I know a Lamar guy and a Lamar family looks like. Um, okay. And, and so, uh, they're, they're never, they're never entitled. Uh, they're, they're blue collar. Hard workers, uh, they family oriented. Um, they have the inability, as my guys at Weekly taught us, you know, when you have to have the inability to recognize defeat or deficiencies that keep you from being as good as you can be. And so that's kind of the same thing I'm looking for here. Uh, looking for guys that have a great vision and ambition, uh, to shoot for the stars. Play with the big boys. Let's do it. Have some fun doing it. Get your degree. Build some relationships for life that'll help you beyond basketball. That's fantastic, Coach Brooks. We can wrap up right there with that. I, I appreciate. I thank you for your time. And, and you know, I, I think Al has kind of created this thing where a lot of people we were all doing a sports interview, and the lady was before she said, "Like, I don't know how to dress you guys." Uh, eighty two, eighty three, Al Brooks Jr. Before, I, I never had to worry about that until Al became this, this big time coach. You know, it was just, you know, I was just Alvin Brooks, so, and he was my son. Right. Now I'm your dad. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. You, you, you don't have to, you can just say Alvin Brooks and you'll be the second off. just going for it. You got it, Coach. Coach Alvin Brooks, thank you as always, and we'll keep in touch. If, if it's in your schedule, we can talk Lamar basketball throughout the season. Well, so thank you very much, Coach. It is them. My schedule, Chris, to talk to you anytime. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. You do great work. Uh, you have great insight, and you, I think you provide great service uh, in, in what you do. I really you do, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Coach. You take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Mm. Bye-bye.